Three wins in a row. That's right. Count them. Three wins in a row. Who is this Capitals team anyway? Locked on Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and it's available on all platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter at DanCaps218. You can find Locked On Capitals on Twitter at Locked On Caps. Wow, what a team. What a change. And, uh, you know, when they had that team meeting and TJ Oshie announced a team meeting that all this is, you know, we're going to talk about being more accountable and getting back to the basics. I thought, you know, well, that's a good sign. But I never thought that it was going to be just an about face for this Washington Capitals team. Before that team meeting, they struggled and uh, everyone was kind of wondering where where were they going to turn with that really big loss against the Minnesota Wild and the uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes before that? It left so many questions. We're going to talk about that. Um, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So that's what we're going to talk about today is uh, we're going to talk about, first of all, the game against the Penguins. We'll talk about the game Sunday against the Bruins, and then we will talk about the road ahead for this Washington Capitals team as they play the Flyers on Tuesday. So to start off here, we're going to talk about the game against the Penguins, and uh, Ilya Samsonov was in net. And, uh, you know, I was a little bit unsure of how he was going to play, but Sam Sonoff has been playing better as of late. Uh, he also played great against Tampa. So I thought it was a pretty good sign. It was uh, Sam Sonoff versus Jari. And, uh, you know, one of the things about this Capitals team and the Penguins is it's, a, you know, the, the rivalry goes back for such a long time that, uh, you know, it was going to be a big physical game. And this one did not disappoint. So the Caps' best road team in the NHL to start out there, 21-7-5. You know, just some stats about this game. The Washington Capitals is the oldest team in the NHL with one of the youngest goalie tandems, and isn't that interesting? Uh, This old team is still finding a way to win against young teams. John Carlson has the most assists by a defenseman over the last five seasons, and... uh, This was just a great game. It got uh, active in a hurry. Rust scores 45 seconds into the game. And I thought, wow, this is going to be an interesting game. The scoring starts so early. Um, You know, the last time that happened, um, the Washington Capitals played against the Minnesota Wild. It did not go so well for them. So I was a bit concerned at first. But then the answer, Marcus Johansson, 16 seconds later, finally gets a goal back with the Washington Capitals, his first point with the team since returning. And um, this was a game that was a big physical game. Make no mistake about it. Um, This was a game that saw um, Sidney Crosby punch Dowd right in the face. And kind of for no reason, if you ask me, I know that the Pittsburgh Penguins were frustrated, but to just take it out on Nick Dowd just does not make a lot of sense to me. 
Um, and uh, I think that it, a lot of it had to do is that this Pittsburgh Penguins team is struggling a little bit. I know they are, and uh, but it didn't help. I mean, the Washington Capitals uh, struggled a little bit in this game as in the penalty department. And that's one way not to win a game is by having some of your best players in the penalty box. And in this Pittsburgh game, that was another one of the cases where they had started getting a little bit too many penalties. So after that Marcus Johansson goal, Eller gets a hooking penalty, but then it's not bad for too long. Orloff gets a goal from the top of the left circle. That's Orloff's 11th goal of the season, his career high. So then the Capitals were back in it. You know, Dmitry Orlov is a defenseman, but don't tell him. He is one of the best offensive defensemen on this Washington Capitals team, and dare I say, in the NHL, and kind of always has been. So then that puts the Caps up 2-1, to one, and that's what I'm talking about. Then all of a sudden, Crosby punches Dowd in the face. And I know they were mixing it up a little bit, but what kind of a you know sucker punch is that where they're just kind of mixing it up, and then the next minute he punches him in the face? And then here's what I'm talking about after that. Things, you know, you got to keep out of the penalty box. You got to play a clean game. Eller gets his second penalty for interference. Caps killed off the last 14 of their 15 penalties, but that's not any way to do it because guess what happened after that? Carter gets a goal with the equalizer. Goal just squeaked in past Schultz and Sam Sonoff. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, things aren't going so well here. You know, Ilya Samsonov, you know, he played well against Tampa, but is he going to mess it up in this game? He ends up turning around and this team holds tough. Now, this was a tough first period. Um, if that was kind of this in any indication of how the rest of the game would go, I would have been a bit worried. So Carter gets that goal with the equalizer and then Boyle gets a goal past Sammy down uh, and Boyle roofs it. So Boyle's kind of in front of the net and he just slams it. He roofs it right past Samsonov. And uh, there was a lot of questions after that. I was thinking to myself, you know, are they going to pull Ilya Samsonov after this first period and ha- put Vitek Vanacek in because they want to win these games, especially the game on Saturday that was against Pittsburgh? There's a lot at stake, but they did the right thing. And we'll talk about that here in a second. Is that even though. This team was a bit disjointed in the first period. They kind of all got together, I think, during the first intermission. They probably had a little bit of a talk to by Peter Laviolette, and they figured it out because in the second, uh, Latang gets a penalty. Wilson crashes under the board behind the net. Carter penalty, high stick on Oshi. Dumoulin delay of game three um, Pittsburgh players on in the box at one time. And that's kind of when it's the wheel started falling off for that Pittsburgh Penguins team is I think that they saw that the Washington Capitals were starting to apply the pressure. Um, and I think that that's kind of what frustrated them because they're a team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, they don't get draw. They don't get a lot of penalties. They're not, they don't spend a whole lot of time in the penalty box. So for them to have three players in the box at one time was a bit of an anomaly, you could say. And then Ovechkin does Ovechkin things. He gets a power play goal, his 44th goal of the season, eight seasons with 50-plus goals with the equalizer from the top of the left circle, three to three capitals. And then that's when I could tell things were kind of changing because as I'm watching the game, um, you can see that uh, in the second period, um, Ilya Samsonov was really starting to focus. Um, he was getting that that razor focus, and uh, I, he start he played well uh, in the second period. Oshi and Peterson mixing it up. Peterson, excuse me. Sammy was really sharp in the second. Caps getting a lot of shots in the second, but not finding the back of the net. 
And they were doing the right things, though. I mean, they were playing a good team defense. And um, and they were getting a lot of shots on net. They just weren't finding the back of the net. Caps getting a lot of shots. The Capitals, 45 shots today against the Penguins. Mark, the most they've recorded in a regular uh, game this season. So, I mean, they do play well, and they get a lot of shots. And then we're at the second intermission. At start the third, Wilson breakaway goal. Yes, Tom Wilson, the one that everyone thinks is just this goon fighter out there, gets his 22nd goal, high blocker side. And Tom Wilson also kind of just doing Tom Wilson's things. Uh, they talked to Ovechkin um, after the game, and they uh, asked a comment on Tom Wilson. What kind of guy is he? And uh, Alex Ovechkin commented and lamented on what a tough worker he is. And uh, I don't, like I say, I don't think that Tom Wilson gets enough credit in the NHL but uh, just playing a really lights-out game. Tom Wilson's five game-winning goals this season match a career high uh, from the 1920 season. Five game-winning goals and currently ranked tied for first on the team. Alex Ovechkin, five game-winning goals. So, you know, when you're getting mentioned in the same breath as Alex Ovechkin, you know you're doing things right. So, and then the third, Kuzi gets an empty netter. Evgeny Kuznetsov picks an empty net goal to give the Caps a 5-3 to three lead. His 23rd goal of the season, Kuznetsov now has points in 15 of the last 16 games. And I'm, I'm really glad that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov was able to turn around his season. Uh, because if you remember back last year, you know, like I said, it was kind of one of those odd seasons. COVID was still raging, but... Evgeny Kuznetsov, suffice to say, had a rough season last year, but I am glad that he was able to turn it around and is number two on the Washington Capitals in scoring. Yes, that same Evgeny Kuznetsov, who was on the trade block last year, and everyone said that they would trade him, but they couldn't get enough for him. Well, good thing they didn't, and good they, thing that, uh, you know, whoever was in charge, you know, Brian McClellan or Peter Laviolette, the brain trust of the Washington Capitals got together and thought better of that. Sammy Solid after a shaky first. And uh, that was one of the things about Ilya Samsonov. I'm glad that Peter Laviolette had the foresight to uh, take a look at the situation and not pull him because you're going to have to test these goalies in, in tough situations. I mean, as you head to the playoffs, the pressure is even going to be higher. Ilya Samsonov stopped 29 of 32 shots he faced, earning his 50th career win. He becomes the 10th goaltender in franchise history to reach the milestone. And then Faravari gets an empty netter. Martin Faravari scores an empty net goal. His second straight game with a goal in seventh of the season. Faravari is one of the eight rookie defensemen in franchise history to score seven goals in a season. Caps five in a row on the road. They win that game six to three, and that is what I'm going to call a statement win. That is not a you know a game that was won one to nothing or two to one. Winning against a team uh, like against the Pittsburgh Penguins is a statement win. Make no mistake about it. Six to three against the arch nemesis of the Washington Capitals. That feels great, Caps Nation, doesn't it? You got to real feel really good this Monday morning about this Caps team. They had those two rough games against Minnesota and um, Carolina. Those were two big opponents, but a lot of that is getting washed away right now. It should be all washed away. They won Saturday against Pittsburgh, and they won um, Sunday against Boston. I forget the Tampa one on Wednesday there. Those are three big teams. So like I say, Caps Nation, 
feel positive about this Capitals team. You know, I, there was some doom and gloom earlier in the season and I took part of it too. But like I said, I, I had faith in this team. And ever since TJ Oshie announced that all team meeting, this is a different Washington Capitals team. The Capitals recorded 39 hits against Pittsburgh, excuse me, Pittsburgh tied for their third highest single game total this season. Washington's 1,750 hits this season ranked 10th in the NHL. Martin Faravari led the Capitals with nine hits, marking a new single-game career high. Faravari's 210 hits this season rank second among NHL rookies. And uh, Martin Faravari is stepping up big. You know, I know that he kind of lost his opportunity last year with Char, but he's making good on it this year. The Capitals killed off all three of Pittsburgh's power play opportunities and have now killed off 15 of the last 16 opposing power play opportunities dating back to March 25th against Buffalo. The Capitals have an 84.4 penalty kill percentage, seven power play goals against 45 opportunities, which ranks them fifth in the NHL during that span. And all right, after the break here, we're going to talk about the game Sunday against the Bruins. It was another tough one. We'll talk about that. But first, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because more energy and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now, I've been taking it for about three weeks and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste and I actually look forward to taking it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. I personally use it because I got two babies at home, and maybe you can relate. You need some more energy, too. It's lifestyle friendly, so whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good and supporting better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best products based on latest science with constant product iterations from third-party testings. So... Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can take every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with one-year supply of vitamin D, which is so important. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance especially heading into the flu season. And it's still going around. If you haven't noticed, there's a lot of flu going around. It's just one scoop and a cup of water and that's it. No need for a million different pills. Who's got time for all that? To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so now we are going to talk about the big game against the Bruins on Sunday. And it was a big one out there. It was Allmark versus Vanacek. And I'm thinking to myself, it's good to get Vanacek back out there. 
And because, uh, I mean, ultimately, I think that he is going to be the number one netminder for the Washington Capitals. I know that Ilya Samsonov has played well and they want to test him. But I think that ultimately, when it's all said and done, it is going to be Vitek Vanacek. Um, to start it off, I mean, if I was going to summarize this game, it was a team tough game. And uh, just getting some really great scoring out there from this Washington Capitals team who was facing a formidable opponent in the Boston Bruins. So to start it off, the Frederick goal was waved off with a kicking motion. And there's a lot of Boston fans out there that were irritated. They thought that it was a goal. But if you watch the replay, it was really easy to see that it was a kicking motion. Vanacek playing Vanacek hockey. He was playing big in the first Sherida Carlson goal from the right circle puts the caps up one to nothing. John Carlson recorded two points, one goal, one assist against Boston, making his third straight multi-point game. Carlson says it was three good efforts. We knew we weren't happy with how we were playing and wanted to make a stand. And against three good teams, it's a good run for us. And it's something to build on going forward, says Carlson. And I agree. You know, I mean, it's easy to beat these teams that are horrible, but to beat Tampa, to beat Pittsburgh, to beat Boston, feel good about that Caps Nation. The Washington Capitals played very, very well out there. Vanacek next. He gets kind of pulled out of position and Lazar gets a goal. It's one to one. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, we got to focus in there. And, uh, you know, it was kind of one of the ones that he got drawn out. And then there were some Capitals trying to get in there and play goalie. But, you know, it was one of those kind of setting up to be like a tic-tac-toe goal. It really wasn't uh, what it was, but that's how it was set up to be. And what happened is it kind of just drawed um, Vitek Vanacek all the way over to the right. And that made it difficult for him to stop that. Halla gets a goal from the top of the left circle. And then the Boston Bruins are starting to really apply the pressure. But it's not long after that, Mantha to Eller rebound Wilson with the equalizer. Now, that was one of those goals where it kind of take took, you know, three players to score that goal. But sometimes that's what it takes. Mantha to Eller. Eller shoots it. It rebounds off Allmark. And then Wilson kind of just slams it home. And Wilson going out there doing what Wilson does best, and that's scoring great goals. Now, I know what you were going to say. Doing what Wilson does best is fighting, right? Well, that's true, too. But Wilson is turning out to be a great goal scorer for this Washington Capitals team. So Eller shoots to flex off Hollis Skate. It's three to one caps. Lars Eller records two points, one goal, one assist against Boston. Eller has 21 points, 15 goals, six assists in 47 career games against the Bruins, which is his second most point he has against any franchise. 24 points in 46 games against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Eller kind of just standing up and being a force to be reckoned with as well. And it's great to see some scoring other than the, the top three that I mentioned being Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Wilson. So to start getting more scoring from these players is definitely what's going to help them in the playoffs. Ovi then gets the empty netter. Uh, and it's four to one. That is goal number 770, uh, excuse me, 775. With his goal, Ovechkin passed Gordy Howe for the second most goals in a season by a player age 36 or older. Only Timu Solani has scored more goals in a season at age 36 or older. And just a real statement win, like I talked about with the Capitals. They beat the Bruins four to two. 
you know, and that's another game, you know, like I talked about in the first segment, that was a game that was, they won it by two goals. It wasn't a game that was a squeaker, you know, where they almost came back and won. That was a convincing win by this Washington Capitals team. And I think that, you know, they've kind of turned the corner. I really do believe it. Um, winning, winning those three big games is huge. Now, they don't want to fall into a tr- that trap game against the Flyers. And we will talk about and that in the next segment. But like I say, just in these first two games, the Washington Capitals need to hold their head high as they played really great. The Capitals earned their third straight win against teams higher than them in the Eastern Conference standings and moved within two points of the Penguins currently in action for a third place in the Metro Division. That was uh, as of earlier today. Since March 1st, the Capitals have an 85.7 penalty kill percentage, seven power play goals against uh, 49 opportunities, which ranks second in the NHL during that span. The Capitals' 45 hits against Boston tied a single game high for the season, March 28th versus Carolina, 45 hits. And that's what I'm talking about. And I've mentioned it before, is the Capitals need to bring that physical game if they have any hope of going far in the playoffs. They have the players to do it. They have those big frames. They have Mantha and Wilson and Ovi, but keep that physical game out there. That is the identity that TJ Oshie was talking about is team tough, accountability, great net minding, great goal scoring. That's the script for the Washington Capitals as we make the push for the playoffs here. The Capitals killed off all four of Boston's power play opportunities and have now killed off 19 of the last 20 opposing power play opportunities dating back to March 25th against Buffalo. This stretch, arguably the Caps' toughest of the season, and with today's win over the Bruins, they were perfect, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning, Pittsburgh, and Boston. It's impressive. Laviolette says it was good, especially coming off that game in Pittsburgh yesterday. I mean, it's less than probable 17, 18 hours from when the guys got back to their house last night, we were fast and competitive right from the start. We had to be, and that's sticking to the script, as they say, and just going out there and playing Washington Capitals identity hockey. You know, they have it out there. Um, I talked about that with Gil Martin earlier, that it is the, the same nucleus, save the net minding pretty much from the 2018 Stanley Cup. So they still have the players out there to do it. They have... Alex Ovechkin, they have Nick Backstrom and John Carlson and TJ Oshie. All of those players that were on the 2018 team added some extra ingredients to that pot, but still, I think, a winning recipe. And I think this Capitals team is poised to do really well in the playoffs. I really believe they do. I know that there's been some inconsistency. All they have to do is kind of solidify that net minding. I know they're getting more consistent net minding from um, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, but they that needs to continue and they ultimately need to determine who is that number one net minder of the team going to be. Because as you go into, into the playoffs, you don't want any question marks out there at all. All right, so after the break, we are going to talk about the games coming up ahead. But first, betonline.net is the number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. 
bet online where the game starts. And, you know, betting on sports kind of makes it more interesting, doesn't it? Because sometimes, even if it's something you don't care about, if you got a little money on the game, it makes it a little bit more exciting. So, from the one good sponsor to the other, we're going to talk about Built Bar, and it's about eating healthy. You know, I know that we're kind of into the new year, but it's not too late to keep good on your New Year's resolution. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost tastes like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible uh, flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Yep, that's the Puffs to 100% chocolate. They're low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Ouch. Go to Built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, in this final segment here, we are going to talk about the Capitals and the schedule ahead. Now, the Capitals played great these last three games, but they need to maintain that pressure as we head to the playoffs because that's what the big part is. As I talked to Gil Martin about earlier, he said, who did who do you want to see the Capitals face? If you have to face the Carolina Hurricanes or if you have to face um, the Florida Panthers, who would you rather have them face? And just based on the physical nature of playing against the Hurricanes, I guess I would almost rather face... Uh, the Panthers. Um, you know, I know both of those teams are going to be good, but let's face it, as you head to the playoffs, you're going to be playing excellent teams. Otherwise, they won't be playing in the playoffs, right? So the Capitals have got to maintain. They cannot take their foot off the gas. This has got to be team tough going forward, sticking to the script. So the next game the Capitals play is against the Flyers. Now, what the Capitals want to avoid is what they call a trap game. What is a trap game, you ask? It's a game that you go into and whoever the opponent is or whoever the team thinks that is the best, in this case, the Washington Capitals will play the Flyers and think that this is going to be a slam dunk. I can do this game in my sleep. And guess what? Bam! That opposition is hungry. They want to prove you wrong. They're playing for jobs and they're playing for pride. And if you don't uh, take account of your actions, that Flyers team could beat you. Because at this point, the Flyers realize that they are out of it. But they are NHL players and they do have pride. So they do not want, they're not going to just lay over for the Washington Capitals. They would love nothing more than to play spoiler to a team that is headed to the playoffs, a team that won the Stanley Cup just a few years ago. So the Capitals don't want to fall into that trap of a trap game. It happens all too often. I've seen it even on this Capitals team this year where they think it's an assured win. You know, it's easy to play 
with great intensity as you play against Tampa and Pittsburgh and Boston because you know they're tough opponents. So you have that laser-like focus, that intensity. You make sure the defense and the offense and net minding is on on top form. But then you're going to play a team like the Flyers who is not as good. And maybe you're not going to, you know, maybe Peter Laviolette isn't going to put his top players in there because it's only the Flyers. That's when things can go awry. So the Capitals have got to stick to the script. They got to continue with the same formula that they used as they played against Tampa, Boston, and Pittsburgh because they still want to collect more points. I mean, ultimately, the Capitals want to move up in the standings as far as they can. And then they have a game Thursday against Toronto. And Toronto is a team that's kind of been up and down this year. Their one bugaboo seems to be net minding. It seems no matter what happens with Toronto, no matter how great they play, I mean, they have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and it's just an all-star cast up in Toronto. Make no mistake about it, but the one thing they've always struggled to have is consistent net minding. I know they had Freddie Anderson, who's now moved to Carolina. I think a huge mistake on Toronto's part, if you ask me. I'm not, you know, well versed in Toronto hockey, but I don't know why why they passed up or why Freddie Anderson moved on from Toronto, but he seemed like a consistent netminder for them. And I think, you know, I know this is a Capitals podcast, but you know, I'm an, a fan of the NHL in general. I think that if Toronto wanted to fix that team, I mean, just look at the lineup from top to bottom. I mean, they have so much offensive power and they have great defense. It's always netminding with that team. So get a good goalie in the offseason. And I think that Toronto team could be built for bigger and better things. That is by far the biggest NHL team in Canada. Get your act together and go to the playoffs and finally win a cup, for God's sake. I don't know why they can't figure it out. There's so much pressure in Toronto because that's like hockey central up there. But you think if they would just get a great netminder that that Toronto Maple Leafs team could win a Stanley Cup again. It's been too long for that team. No, don't get me wrong. I don't want them to win a Stanley Cup, you know, but removing the Capitals from the situation. I'm just talking merely about hockey here. I think that the Toronto Maple Leafs team on paper is a great team. But they need to figure it out because, I mean, they're like I say, it just seems like a glaring thing that's wrong with them is netminding. And then on Saturday, they play the Montreal Canadiens, the Habs. And uh, that's another one, a team, another trap game, you could say, um, because Montreal um, has one of the worst records, if not the worst record in the NHL this season. They under are under new tutelage or new leadership in the form of Martin St. Louis. And uh, for a while there, it seemed like they kind of turned a corner, but I think that they had taken on too much water and that uh, Montreal Canadiens team is going to sink. So, But going forward, I think if they can get Carey Price healthy and they can get that core figured out, I think the Montreal Canadiens could also be good. I mean, think about it. It was about 10 years ago that that Montreal Canadiens team gave the Washington Capitals fits in the playoffs many times. And uh, a couple of occasions, they knocked the Capitals out. So that team has a pedigree of playing well. Um, I'm speaking just, you know, merely in hockey terms. I think that they need to figure out their... I mean, they have a lot of young players there, and I know that they've got a new coach, but I think that was a little bit too much, a little bit too late. And then as we look to the week after that, I'm talking the week of the 17th through the 23rd, they play the team on Monday, the 18th, that has the most wins in the NHL, last I checked anyway. It still has to be that way because, I mean, they were so far ahead of everyone else, is the Colorado Avalanche. 
And the Colorado Avalanche is a team you don't hear a lot about. They kind of just quietly go about their business, but they don't have what I would call a lot of quote unquote sexy players there. You don't hear a lot about Austin Matthews or Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby. I mean, I know that they have McKinnon and they have, you know, a bunch of different players on that team, but you just generally don't hear about the Colorado Avalanche that often. I don't know why that is, but you just don't. But they are a big team, make no mistake about it. So that is going to be a big opponent. And then Wednesday, they play the Vegas Golden Knights. Yes, the Vegas Golden Knights, not as good as the Golden Knights team as they played in the Stanley Cup, but still a decent team. And you know that that is, there's still some bad blood, some animosity still lingering there from 2018, simmering like a pot of stew or something. (laughs) But I think that that's going to be a great game. That is going to be for a hearty Washington Capitals fan as the game doesn't start until 9 p.m. Central. That's my time. So 10 p.m. Eastern. So that is going to be for the hardiest of Washington Capitals fans. But if you stay up late, it will be, it will not disappoint. You know that. And then They have another one of those games on Friday against the Arizona Coyotes, another team that is playing for pride. And if uh, if you guys paid attention to that, there was that big Jay Beagle fight, former Washington Capitol Jay Beagle. So those guys are frustrated and they're playing for jobs too because that uh, team is in a bit of disarray. They are going to be playing in an arena that holds only like 5,000 people next year. I kind of feel bad for them, to be honest with you. I just wish... You know, like I say, speaking outside of the Capitals, I wish they could get that team together for Arizona's sake because it's been too long since that team has played well either. So I don't know, just going forward, like I say, I'm just talking about hockey and hockey terms, not that I'm a fan of the team. All right, this has been this episode of Locked On Capitals. I want to thank you so much for joining me. And like I say, Capitals fans feel happy about things because the Washington Capitals played great Three statement wins. As you go into your Monday morning, you should have a skip in your step and whistling to work if you're a fan of the Washington Capitals because they played great. Now make your second listen locked on fantasy hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, and I will talk to you again tomorrow.